Metricast. But the things that are happening that help us, Harrison, is community. I mean, we're all, we're all, you know, you're creating a tribe, you're creating a worldwide community. You're one of millions of people doing this, you know? So, so there's enough people I feel, and it's my sense that have woken up, you know, love always wins. Love always wins. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. You've found yourself on the deep dive into your inner connection to your outer expression, where I, your host, Harrison, here with the beautiful guest as always set the intention and the foundation to pull back the layers restricting health alignment and love and to travel into all of the mystical spiritual foundations that make up all of what you are today's chat is going to be one that is if you've been listening to the show for a while you can sort of project We've, we've come to this conclusion. We've come to this step in the in the show's life cycle, and it's going to get really interesting. But before I get to the topic, before I get to the beautiful guest today, I just want to start with some gratitude, start with some love. If you're tuning in to this podcast for the first time, welcome to the family, welcome to the tribe. If you are returning, I appreciate you. I see you. I feel you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Remember ways that you can sort of support this show to help it expand out into the cosmos is to share this episode if you get some values with with your loved ones, your friends, your family members, your 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 lovers and if you get some bits of insight, some wisdom, remember you can always go over to Spotify and Apple, leave your reviews and that really helps support the show, helps us reach more hearts that might need it. With that, I want to introduce now the beautiful guest I have on the show today to dive into the topic at large. The beautiful Aurelle Williams is a writer. She's an intuitive guided imagery consultant, a deep space astrologer. And as is the theme on this show, she's just an expanded and loving soul. What we're going to talk about today is the nature of 5D consciousness or fifth dimensional consciousness. We're going to go into what it actually is, why it matters right now, how it can help you connect to your heart, to a deeper space of love, using this to impact your health, your relationships, and so much more. Ariel, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Thank you, Harrison, so much. And welcome to everyone who is listening. We're connected in heart, and I'm so excited. That's the, um, Ariel, when you, when we start these episodes, that is really the biggest intention, right? Is the the connection of hearts. And I know this is a big part of the work that you do in your story. So I can't wait to get into it and look at it through this fifth dimensional lens. So let's, let's start there, my friend. Let's give me a quick little uh, backstory. How I like to frame this is many of us move through pain teachers that help us become who we are today. And many of us have many of these pain teachers, but I'm wondering Oriel, when I ask this question, like the pain or the challenge that stands stands out to you that brought you to the here and now, what comes up? What comes up for me, Harrison, is that I want to breathe. I want to breathe life. I want to bring 
breathe openness. I want to breathe opportunity. I, I just want to breathe. And we are we have been so conditioned to to limit ourselves, to hide ourselves, to to just not be the light that we are. And that's that's every single day, every single cycle. I mean, we're we're constantly spiraling, we're constantly evolving, and every single part of that is necessary to wake us up more, to open us up more. And Oriel, did you how did you come to that realization? Because I, much like you, agree <laughs> with all of that. And that's really a big part of this podcast is a big part of the work that I do in the world. And I think that's why we've been brought together because we have a similar uh, mission in this world. But how did you come to that conclusion? So for example, I know for me, a big part of it is, you know, uh, my history of traveling and and, and being deported. I, I spent a lot of time in my, in my inner child upbringing where a lot of my voice was suppressed. I know I grew up in a world where uh, being a sensitive, emotional, vulnerable man is not a thing that is that is healthy. And I'm using my fingers here. So, for you, Oriel, how did you come to this expansion of your heart in the work that you do today? My life story is very similar to many others. I grew up in a family of alcoholism, and just I I was in all of the pictures in my of my family, I'm off to the side. So I never felt that I was part of or belonged. And there's, there's a spirit in me that doesn't give up. I just, you know, I keep, I keep reaching for the fulfillment and it keeps showing up and it not, it's not easy. I'm not saying that it's easy at all. There's no other choice. I mean, if we have life and if we want to be who we are, we we go through all of these challenges and every one of them is a gift. Mm. I think it's interesting that you said we have no choice to to be of aid to the evolution of the collective. I, I think this is something that I'm starting to learn more and more about in myself. And I want to sort of project this out to all the beautiful listeners. When we when we go through pain teachers and we go through a healing of any kind, we're not just healing for the sake of healing, right? It's, it's usually, and I'm sure maybe you can relate to this, my friend, and based off what you just shared, we're healing because there, the soul inside of us doesn't just want to be here for the sake of being here. It's here to add to the expansion and the evolution of the collective at large. So when we start to heal, I feel that pull that you just talked about is part of that. Would you would you agree with that, my friend? Absolutely, Harrison. And what I'm aware of when as we're talking about this is the generational flavor of this. Like I I was born in the in the 40s, in the late 40s, and my parents before me, they they were not they were not awake. I mean, that generation was just not awake. My generation, the boomers, we started to wake up. We were so gifted to live in that time when there was the awakening. And it's gotten bigger and better and broader and deeper and wider with each subsequent generation. It's like the babies now are are 
pure light beings, you know? And it's like anybody who's listening now, they can reflect on their generational part in this, the challenges of that generation and the gift of that generation. Yeah, it's so, I mean, a lot in there is so important, but I just want to pull out the, you know, I work a lot with ladies and I work a lot with particularly, I mean, a big age frame, but a big uh, population of the ladies that I work with are in that age frame, boomers, and I would say even maybe a bit younger, 40, 50, 60. And I've noticed that there is sometimes this guilt and shame that comes up around, oh, how come it took me so long to get to this point? Or why am I only learning about my inner child now? Or why am I only connecting? And one, I think we can have a conversation around you're ready when you're ready, right? And you know your soul is given what it's given. But two, it's important what you're saying is even in the asleep stage, there's so much work that's being done, right? And, yes, yes. And, and that foundation and environment, like you just beautifully highlighted, has allowed now, has given the permission for the souls that have been waiting to just drop down and, and go for it. It's allowed that to happen, uh- right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not only evolving as individuals, but the cosmos is evolving as well. Yeah. Well, on that note, Ariel, let's get into uh, this this dimensional shift. So let's, because I want to make this really, this this chat today as as beginner as possible, and we'll get deep into different topics, but just for new people, I, I know that they can see something like fifth dimensional consciousness and they can be a little bit uh, pulled back from it because they don't understand it. So let's, let's start basic, my friend. How would you define the fifth dimensional consciousness? What is it for someone that's completely new? The fifth dimensional consciousness is the connected dots to all of the collective changes that are happening now. We are collectively as, as, as a tribe and family, as you said, and as individuals and as a galactic cosmic energy, we are evolving. This has happened since the beginning of time. And what's up for us now is that we are raising our consciousness. And to keep it really simple, the fifth dimension is a change from living by the mind to living by the heart. And it's it's a change from worry and fret into trusting. Mm-hmm. And and the, the heart of the heart of the fifth dimension is love without condition. Mm-hmm. And it has to start with ourselves and then it goes from there. Mm. So let me so let's let me jump in here because two questions bubble up straight away around this. And first of all, I just want to say this is such a perfect fit for this show at large, for people listening. You've heard me speak a lot about the unconditional love, loving nature of reality and this podcast, The Cosmic Love Antenna, really the love that I speak about is that unconditional kind. So this this podcast itself is a manifestation of that shift. Absolutely. But, yeah. But that <laughs> but that but a question I want to ask you, my friend, it's kind of two questions. One, why do you think it's taken so long for the collective to reach this point? And two, have we been there before in our in our collective 
uh, consciousness because the reason I ask that is I the more and more I learn about past lives and our collective history, the more that I see that time isn't linear and it's more cyclical, right? We have cycles. So I guess the question is to summarize, why did it take us so long to get here and have we been there before? Okay, the first question, why has it taken so long? I'm sorry, Harrison, but that's a judgment question. And we cannot judge a process. You know, it is here now. We either take advantage of it or we don't. You know, earlier we said there's no choice. Everybody has a choice. But if we want life, if we want to be the fullest that we can be, that there is no choice. We just go with this. So, so we can kind of, and the whole thing about 5D is we let go of judgment, you know, so, so it doesn't matter why it's taken so long. It's, it's a soup, you know, like it's a soup and we're now we're cooking, you know, now we're ready almost to eat. Um, and, and has it happened before? I, my personal answer, and I'm not saying I, I know, but my answer is no, we haven't. We we've come close mm. with the lost civilizations. Yeah. You know, we that's we've what I'm picking close. up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So so it, there you you're absolutely right. There is a spiral, there is a cycle. That's there's so much we can talk about 5D. There's the connection between the fifth dimension and the Aquarian age. And the Aquarian age is all of those epochs of 26, over 26,000 years. So, so there's all of that. But to bring it back to, to really basic, concrete understanding, I'd like to share um, about all of the parts of the change the collective change and how they connect to 5d yeah well and oriel let me jump in this super quick so i want to hear about that let's go there next but just to okay take a step back because i want to pull out something that you said around the civilizations that have come close and because on this show and you probably haven't seen this but i've done a couple episodes on um, you know, star seeds, uh, Atlantis, the witch trials, things like this. And I, I just want to, just for people listening, I would actually classify, it's interesting that Ariel said, you know, we've come close and then we've sort of had a destruction. And uh, I would classify Atlantis as something like that, right? Atlantis, whether you see Absolutely. it as a, as, a, as a story and a fable, or you see it as a real collective of events, which I'm more of the latter, that is an example of us starting to rise and then getting to the point where we can make that choice, like you just said, to lean in, but then things happening, right? And I actually think there's been multiple times like that where it's happened, but, you know, and I, the reason I asked this question, Oriel, is because that is the feeling that I had in terms of, and you've confirmed it, of us being so close, but then having to sort of, I'm not going to say start again, but move through some of the pain teachers like we were talking about before absolutely on a collective level but absolutely i I interrupt you i just wanted to add that piece in continue with what you were saying about the 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 points that you were hitting on keep going from okay so so i have been tracking our move our shift into the fifth dimension since the 1960s and what i've seen uh, there are many markers what i've seen is 
gender fluidity. So in this in the 60s, the fathers were not even in the delivery room. They weren't, they they didn't take care of their babies before the 60s. In the 60s, 1960s, they started to do that. They started to be in the delivery room. They started to co-parent. And so that that has evolved to today where there is so much gender fluidity that people who are trans, who, who their choices to be trans, they're on TV shows. Do you know what I mean? It is just such an accepted part of mainstream. So we've moved from this real sharp divide between men and women into this lovely fluidity that that exists now. So that's one example of 5D. Another another is power to the people. In 5D, there's no, no hierarchy. And this start, I mean, this, who knows when it started, but a real significant marker was the Occupy Wall Street. That that movement is considered unsuccessful, but it was very successful because it has seeded Black Lives Matter. It has seeded Me Too movement. So, so power to the people is really important. And that... It, 5D is a really interesting dynamic where we live our individual sovereignty within the collective whole of harmony. Yeah. And it's, we can't. That's a big distinction, right? Yes, exactly. It's not, it's not an or, it's an and, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's a light, it's a light pillar within a system of light pillars that are interconnected by conscious choice. That's right. And so we cannot get that through our mind. We have to get it through our heart. So that's one. And then as part of that, it's all the racial justice that's happening. And I'm I'm and I am an American. I live in the United States and we have two mortal wounds, the genocide of Native Americans and the incredible terrible Slavery, exactly. And we are so far from healing either one of those, but there is movement. There is movement. And then the other thing is about um, the hidden truths that are revealed that, you know, hierarchy keeps a lid on things. And now that we're rising up out of hierarchy into equality and equanimity, the truths are being revealed. And the big one is, is me too. And that's, that's coming more. And we, we see it in other areas in, in our modern life. And then the other part of it, there's two more pieces. The other part of it is personal sovereignty. And we had, there's so many ways this is showing up. We, this one way this started was, and I know this is important to you, Harrison, is when people started taking control of their own health, when they stopped letting the doctor decide and they trusted their, their inner wisdom, their body intelligence. That is a, a gigantic movement to fifth dimensional consciousness. And um, so, so that's part of it. And then there's there are these two things called the Great Resignation and the Quiet Resignation. Mm. And this is where, since the since the COVID, and 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and people are taking their own power back, their own autonomy back, and making choices about how they work, where they work, what they do for work. So all of this is like all of these quantum leaps. And the last piece of it that I'm aware of is that we're we're starting to be aware that we are responsible for the earth that you know it, it, all 3D and you know all of that it's like the the powers that be in that dynamic was that man man was over nature and that's not true it's not it's not sustainable we're seeing the effects of that and we're seeing the change of that and with that is the interspecies cooperation and collaboration i i love seeing on youtube all of these animals who never used to get along who are helping one another you know and that's that's the same with humans and animals so it's like no yes we're we're human we have minds intelligence but we're not better than than the earth than nature than animals so first of all Ariel, thank you for those those different components of the 5D shift that we're making. And I think everyone listening can relate to at least one of those, right? I know I could, it was most of those that I could relate to, but if you're listening and your heart is pulled to one of those components, I think a question to ask yourself is now, how can I embody that more? Right. And I think it's interesting that you pulled out the, the, the health autonomy, the rate, the, the great resignation. And I think I forget that one of the first ones you said, but it shows that this last two years of events, we now can shift out of the victim, right? I know yes. for a lot of people, myself included, it's so easy to get stuck. Even with just within individual events, we can be, we can get stuck in the victim archetype. Like this is happening to me. But when you look at everything you just said, and then paste that onto COVID and everything that occurred, you can see that there was this this force behind it that was giving the non-judgmental choice as you said to step into these different components of the 5d shift right absolutely let me so a question i want to go to here in a second but before i get to that question something that else bubbled up in your opinion and i don't think this is going to happen because i think we've reached a point now where it's at a um a boiling point and there's been so many people that have woken up to this, but let's say that that doesn't continue, that trend doesn't continue. And let's say from tomorrow, everyone falls back to sleep and ignores all of those components. In your perspective, what happens to the 5D shift? Because it's happening not just on an earthly level, it's, as you said before at the start, it's happening at a universal cosmological level. So what happens to the people of Earth if we, st if we ignore all of those components. Harrison, as I hear that question, and I, I know this is not you, but it feels fear-based. Mm -hmm. And it it's I want I want to say that it's not gonna happen. That you know, I mean, yes, people have the choice. They can stay awake or they can go back to sleep. It's truly their choice. As 
as you and they'll get the consequences. You know, it's it's hard. Just think, just think of a newborn baby and coming out of the womb and how you have to stretch and grow and learn. I mean, and throughout all of life and you then you start walking and you start talking and you go to school and you learn to ride a bike. I mean, we're doing that constantly. And that's what we're doing now. We're we're growing up, you know, and we can either choose to grow up or we can stay dumbed down and and like you say, victim. Yeah. But and there's, and there's but no the, judgment the, the, either way. Yeah, exactly. But the things that are happening that help us, Harrison, is community. I mean, we're all we're all, you know, you're creating a tribe, you're creating a worldwide community. You're one of millions of people doing this. You know, so so there's enough people, I feel and it's my sense that have woken up, you know, love always wins. Love always wins. Yeah. I think that's, that is my feeling to my friend, but I I like, I like to, when I ask these questions and a hundred percent, I think you picked up on it straight away. It was from a space of fear because I can feel people listening to this and, you know, I'm in that same boat. I'm, I, I tend to hold a space of love as much as I can, but there are still pieces of my inner group consciousness that are still in that state of fear. So if I know that I have a piece inside of me, there's probably someone listening that also has that. But what you're saying, right, is that it's okay, right? And one of my mentors, uh, Mr. Paul Check, has a saying that I really resonate with that really describes what you just said. And it's, if God is unconditional love, right, God is, let yes, God says yes. So if we make the choice to lean into this beautiful five-dimensional shift, the answer is yes. If we make the choice to stay asleep and to keep doing what we're doing, God says yes. And there's no, there's no judgment. There's no, there's no retribution. There's no tally that's kept on a, on a scoreboard somewhere letting you know that you are evil or good, right? It's, it's not unconditional, non-judgmental love. Absolutely. It it makes sense, Harrison. And what I hear and what you just shared is a subtext to the question. And I think the underlying question many people have is, what if I do this wrong? Or how can I be sure that I do this right? And that's a question. That's part of the old paradigm. There's, you know, there's it's not written. It's not written out. There's no path or no script that we can follow. It, it's through being present, you know, being present and being discerning. And it comes back to moving out of that victim state into our sovereignty. Yeah. yeah. I love it. My friends, we're getting deep already. Let's, <laughs> let's circle back <laughs> up a little bit. Cause I want to, sure. another sure. question I want to throw at you here is, fans of the show have who have listened to a few episodes now have probably heard me mention the beautiful Dolores Cannon. And she's another mentor of mine that I, I take a lot of lessons and understandings and a lot of her work resonates with what I do in the world. And we spoke about this in our, in our chat before we did the show. She talks about this shift through her work called the new earth. And I'm wondering, my friend, if you can explain 
the difference, if there is any, between what she refers to as the new earth that maybe some people listening have heard of before, the new earth shift, and what you're talking about with this 5D shift. Is it the same or is it different? My understanding, Harrison, is that it is the exact same. It's just different language. Yeah. And and there's there are so many thought leaders of, of, Dol- of Dolores Cannon, of course, and uh, it, um, the person about the power of now, oh, I forget his name, I, Eckhart, Tolle. Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. He, you know, the power of now, and that's, it's the same thing. And Greg Braden and all of these thought leaders, they're talking about the very same thing. It's, it's this raise in consciousness. It's, it's moving out of the mind and into the heart. And what that means is opening to the field of intuition. So it, it, the, the language doesn't matter. The change is happening. Mm. Another question that just sort of came in then as you're explaining this shift from the head to the heart as a big part of this uh, fifth dimensional transformation what what do we do with the mind once we're in the heart and let me give a bit of <laughs> a bit of context here I, uh, I again regular listeners of the show have heard me mention multiple times that in my journey at the moment I'm delving deeper into my spiritual connection I'm in a mystery school I'm opening up my channel and one of the teachings in my life at the moment that's really part of that is it's understanding that if we want to become a channel for divine love and our higher frequencies of self and even channeling other beings, it's not about killing or pushing or destroying the ego and the mind. It's about seeing its beautiful functionality, loving it for what it is, and asking it to step aside for a moment so we can channel that 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 unity, that connection, that unconditional love. So I'm wondering, my friend, one, does that resonate with you? But two, absolutely. But two, what do we when we're in this five fifth dimension? What do we do with the mind and the ego? What's your perspective on this? We we try not to think. You know, we try to feel. We try to move from thinking into feeling, and it takes practice. It doesn't happen overnight. It can take years of practice, but we we feel, and we. Like we just see how far we get if we keep thinking, if we keep plotting and planning. How how many people can make plans now? It just doesn't happen. You know, we have to feel our way through. So it's about it's about embodying. It's about it's about opening opening to the sensate awareness of the bodies. Oh, you know, everybody's different. Everybody is going to have a stronger access by either seeing or feeling or hearing or touching it doesn't matter but it's simply allowing that to be you know and letting go it's it's all i think all that we have to do is drop down into our heart you know take a drop down into our heart take a breath and let go you know i mean there's so many pieces how said this is not easy but it's doable and it's life you know and it it involves trust the the big piece that i think we need to address in life is that we have to have a new relationship with time 
we are so conditioned by time, mm. which doesn't exist. The scientists tell us it doesn't exist. Mm. And so so I think a lot of the thought comes from hurry Linear. sickness. Yeah, and from pressure and from expectation. from expectation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the paradigm shift of 5D, 3D was time is money. Well, 5D is time. Aria, let's pause there for a second because I want I want to hear about this. Let's let's go here next with these different the difference between 5D and 3D. But just okay. just quickly before you do, before you move on, I just want to go back to what you said about the feeling more. And yes. I just I want to encourage people. I've done an episode on this and this can really help distinguish because I know I can feel people listening and they might understand the thinking. They might understand the feeling. And I just want to encourage, this is not an awe conversation. This is, you can get to the state where you can do all of it, right? I, right. I, I did an episode talking about the difference because us as a, as this multidimensional being, we, we can think, we can feel we can intuit and we can sense, right? These are in the in the Jungian perspective, these are the four dimensions of consciousness. But I just one, I'd go back and listen to the episode I did on this. But two, as you're tuning into this conversation today, know that it's not an awe conversation. It's about learning to be more, right? We we've grown up in a society that that uh, prioritizes the thinking mind, and we get to the point where we we think that that's the only thing we can do. So when you hear Aurel say, feel more, you're like, what is this? But it's a, it's a learning to be more of what you are. And what you are is someone that does all of it, not just not just one piece of the puzzle, right? Does that make sense, that's, Aurel? Oh, totally. That's a great distinction, Harrison. Absolutely. Yeah. We still have to have thought, but it it's not the driver. You know, it, the heart is the, the heart is the driver. And for people who are struggling with how to feel more, it goes back to time, but it's the, the space part of the time. So it's like if if somebody's struggling with feeling more, to maybe stop working with such focus and determination and allow more space in the schedule to do nothing or to go into nature that's going to help the feeling it's it's about it's feeling and it's being embodied it's like it's like the sensate awareness it's it's almost like our bodies are now the the vehicle instead of the mind yeah it's we can go off on that tangent. That's a big one in itself. But let's, uh, Oriel, let's go back. I want to go back to what you're saying because you're on a roll and I think this will connect in deeply to what you're saying here. Let's talk about the difference between 5D and 3D. And you started by saying that the nonlinear nature of time. So keep continuing with that train of thought. Yeah. Well, the, the, the paradigm, this comes from the Mayan calendar people. The paradigm has changed in 3D, it was time is money. In 5D, it's time is art. And that's how, I mean, I just I mean, just going back to the the great resignation or the quiet resignation, we're seeing that what gives us purpose, what has meaning for us, when we pay attention to that, we feel better. You know, there's more joy, we feel lighter, we feel more fulfilled. It's just more rewarding. So it's like 
to realize that time is a creative process mm-hmm. and creativity cannot be rushed, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's, at it, all. It can't be rushed and we are creative. We are creativity. So what I mean by exactly. that is so it can't be rushed because there's nothing to rush, right? We, we Going back to what you said about expectations, right? It's, it's, I think, a shift here around this time and creation piece is to realize that creation, creativity is not something out there that we get. Create, create, creation and creation energy is what we are. So it's more of a question of not adding on things or doing a thing to get to the space. It's removing the layers for, for that space to be released internally. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that distinction, Harrison, that that we are creative beings. And that's what 5D is offering us now. We can live that creativity. We can express it. And it comes in so many ways. You know, it's like how you the choices you make about you're going through your day, you know, just waking up your morning ritual can be very creative, you know fluid and loving and gentle that's creativity you know and i I think a big part of this and this is something i've been practicing recently is realizing that the outcome is the process meaning that and this goes back to expectation again here that whether it's creative energy whether it's making love whether it's connecting to family whether it's creating a business whether it's whatever you're doing whether it's healing right the the answer is in the act itself right because we're so used to again doing a thing getting to an outcome and then and then I'll be better when or I'll be healthy when or I'll find the love when or I'll find the healing when and then we get to that when and realize oh there's more to do so it's let's not wait let's not wait to get there let's be the answer now Right. And when we be the answer now, we realize that the 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 outcome is in the process itself. Does that absolutely <laughs> do I, do I too deep? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it, it makes total sense. And what it says to me, Harrison, is the gift of being in the moment. You know, just allowing the moment to inform you. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 inspiration now rather than expectation yes. it's inspiration it's Abs- like, i love that yeah yes. what is what is the greatest need for me right what is what is the greatest need because we go back to this being a collective conversation right we're all making this dimensional shift so if i can tune into the moment like you're beautifully saying wait for the inspiration and ask the question what is the greatest need of the time to help with this collective shift and then allow for that to bubble up and then take action right uh, yes harrison but but the word need puts for me it puts pressure i i would i would want to say what is the greatest opportunity or what what's my best what's my optimal choice in this moment or where's what has the most life for me yes you I know like so let's Oriel, let's jump now to another question i have coming up that i want to really connected and we've just gave given some examples of this but i want maybe hear your perspective of some more tangible tips we can take this fifth dimensional shift that we're all making and put it into our lives more practically now so let's 
maybe hit on because I know a lot of people listening are on a healing journey. They may be looking for love in their relationships, the adult relationships. Maybe they're healing their inner child. What does bringing the fifth dimensional shift and consciousness into your relationships and maybe your healing journey, what does it look like in your perspective? It looks like coming home to self, Harrison. It looks like settling into the body and settling into the inner wisdom letting go of judgment and pressure and being open to the opportunity in the moment and we can take we can take each one of those categories for instance healing i think i think resting and doing nothing are big parts of restoring health but if if a person just slows down and like like you said comes drops down into the heart, you know, and this can be in a, in a minute, you know, you just sit in your favorite chair and you just come home to yourself and you go inside and you ask, what does my body need now? You know, what, what would help me the most? What are my choices? And, and so, and, and so I, and we can go on to the, all of the other categories, but, but, what has to happen or is the the person has to know how to read their body symbols signals you know and and for me i'll just share an example and i was taught this by one of my fantastic teachers it's like i i i do this all the time i'm in the grocery store and i'm picking up a honey crisp apple and i'm holding it and i say does this have life for me and I will feel there'll there'll be a surge up through my feet. That's a yes. There'll be a flat, and I put it back and pick another apple. You know, so so um, and you know, some if somebody's choosing chemotherapy and they've got really good holistic healers or guardians or friends working with them, and and you put the name of the drug on a paper and you hold it in your hand and you say. Does this have, does this, and it can be any drug, do, is, is there yeah. value in you taking this drug? And yeah. your body will tell you. Yeah. It's, you know, your body. So this is, a, I'm happy you're hitting on this, my friend. So this is for people listening. You could also talk, uh, refer to this as, you know, speaking to your soul. You could also connect this to, you know, your intuition and your higher self in many ways. What, what you're doing, and you talked about this before, Ariel, around the different, categories of this five-dimensional shift this is now coming back to your innate power right it's it's yes. shifting yes. it's exactly. shifting the the paradigm in i need to look outside of myself for the questions to the answers that i seek but now it's realizing oh those answers have always been inside of me i just need to ask and exactly and i think, and I think that's the important point and i think you probably relate to this it's it's a muscle right and like any muscle it strengthens the more that we do it which is why it's really good to do with those and i don't want to say trivial but smaller choices and then if we don't use it it atrophies and and i think a big part of the collective systems at play they know that right they know that that's why you know i think this is probably another conversation but you look at the education system right and i think that's probably why the standard education system is so focused on the mind because 
people know that if we focus on the mind and we aren't spending time in that heart space, that that we won't connect into that power and that truth. That's right. And Harrison, it's there's more to it than just dropping inside. We have to be relaxed. We can't, I mean, our, our modern life is so pressurized and it's there's so much stress. And you're not going to get to your inner knowing if you're not relaxed, you know, and it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to relax. I mean, there's there's many body techniques, but one of them that I love is if you put your right hand at the middle of your heart, at the middle of your chest on your mediastinum, and your left hand, two fingers below your navel, and you just do this for a few minutes, your breathing is going to calm down, you know, and it, it's it's just like if you have, if you clean your house and you have a clean room, you're going to feel much better. It's the same thing. If you, if you let your body come to that zero point and then ask, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> it's so big. It's so big it, that we live, again, we live in a world where most of us are not in that space, meaning that most of us are in the fight or flight, the stressed state. We're exactly. All, we're, we're, exactly. we're looking outside of ourselves. We're looking for the thing that's trying to get us. And let me be very clear here. This is a natural response, but we have been so conditioned to feel like this is the state we have to be in all the time, right? And this is just for people listening. This is why I'm so big around the trauma work and the and the inner child healing and the ancestral Absolutely. healing. Because if we can start to start to heal and soothe and pull back those layers of resistance and stress, then we now open the space for the silence, for the knowing, for the intuition, for the calmness, for the for the voice to speak. Because now, and I don't want to go off into a big tangent here, but this is why in the chakra system, I'm sure you're aware of this, my friend, why the root chakra is root is is chakra number one. And what is the theme of the root? Is safety, security, and support. We can't travel upwards unless that foundation is there. Right. Right. And the question that I'm feeling from the collective Harrison is that just to just take a step, just start and keep coming back to that starting point. It's, you know, we we have been so conditioned in society and culture. There's so many overlays. But if you have a genuine wish from your heart to have your life be different, to, to live in the 5D, the golden the new earth, if you just have that wish and you keep saying yes, it will happen. Yeah. I love it, Ariel. This uh, has been a really beautiful chat and I have a I have a couple more questions for you before we wrap up, but I just, I really appreciate your heart. I really appreciate your soul and, you know, I can feel you, you practice what you preach, right? That, that I can tell that you've spent a lot of time in that that inner space, asking the questions and allowing it to bubble up. So I just, I really want to honor you for the beautiful work that you've done. I have an interesting question that I want to jump to here next. And I don't expect you to know this answer. I just want to sort of hear your your thoughts and what bubbles up for you. This 5D shift is a, it's not an earth thing. 
it's a whole cosmos, even like a universal experience, right? If we are God and God is everything, this is everything, literally everything. So I guess my question here is over the last year, two years, you know, coincidentally, same time as the pandemic's been happening, we've seen a lot of uh, alien extraterrestrial topics hitting the mainstream and this realization that for many of us in the uh, awakened community have known for a long time is that we're not alone, right? There is, there are beings, there are life forms, there are entities that exist in the cosmos. So my question for you, my friend is how is this 5d shift that we're all making together? How is it impacting the, the cosmological environment? How is it in your perspective, what things are changing and shifting outside of the earth that we could maybe perceive? I'm thrilled with this question, Harrison. Thank you so much. It's the 5D planets. Since 2000, there have been so many new planets discovered, and they're in the deep, deep part of space, and they're there they're, they're just coming into consciousness now because, like we said earlier, it's the time of evolution. It's their time to show up. It's not – they were always there, but it, but our consciousness is waking up to them. So there's all of these 5D planets that are that – are, they, and they what's different than the planets that we have known and loved and lived with is that these 5D planets work together in a very 5D cooperative collaborative way and they're they're helping to raise our consciousness so there's the 5D planets and then we see all of this space activity the space weather you know the sun is is just going i don't understand all of it i don't know the the terminology but but we're we're ha- we're being bombarded by solar weather and and what's happening, I mean, if people who are listening have had to take to the bed for a really long time, unexpected, they just can't move, it's because all of this is coming in and to our bodies, and we have to we have to acclimate to it. We it doesn't happen without a process. And so it takes us deep. It takes us we want to we want to do nothing a lot more. Because we're just acclimating to these new, these higher frequencies that are part of us. And and so what's happening is our bodies are becoming less carbon-based and more plasma and light-based. And we see this in how our diets have changed. I mean, people are eating much differently now than they did two years ago or five years ago. This is all part of it. I mean, anywhere we look, we see this shift happening. And I think if people can connect the dots, it decreases the fear and it says, oh yeah, I'm part of this. Let's keep going. Yeah, I think that's the, so thank you for sharing that, my friend. And a lot of little tangents we could take there, but I just want to, I think that last point is really significant for people to take home is that it's it's okay right it's it's yes. yes we are yes we are connected we are the microcosm of the macrocosm so this 5d shift that's happening and at the cosmological scale of course we're going to be impacted 
but it's realizing one that's beautiful right because we are literally made of stardust right we are the stars that we see out there in the in Absolutely. the cosmos but it's with understanding comes comes compassionate steps to take right and now this inspires us to be like okay i'm connected i'm feeling i'm feeling the impacts of the shifts that are happening now what can i do going back to one of the other points that you said what can i now do to step into my health right what do i need to do to balance this rather than being the victim of the thing that's taking us away absolutely absolutely and and there's there's so many changes that are happening now harrison people are their work situations are changing their relationships are changing and that's part of it that's i mean that's that's happening for everybody and if we can see those changes as a gift i mean once we absorb the the impact of the change it's here if we can just settle a minute and say oh something better is opening up you know but but everything is changing there's nothing that's the same and that's for everyone my friend i love you very much this has been a very interesting deep dive i've really enjoyed <laughs> my my consciousness and my awareness around this topic has expanded so much today so i just want to say thank you for this conversation i do have one last question to finish off this chat but before i get to that I want to give you the space now to share a little bit about what you're doing in this world. I think if people have listened to your voice thus far, they've most likely connected to your heart and your passion around this topic. So what do you have in this world that if people want to learn more, if they want to get in touch with you, what do you want to share with my beautiful audience? Thank you, Harrison, for this opportunity. First, I want to say I love you too. I am thrilled that we have connected. It's just Me too, so friend. lovely and bright and I love it. Um, so people can connect with me through my website, arielwilliams.com. And I have written a book, 5D, Ordinary Descriptions of Extraordinary Shifts. And that's available on my website. I also, the way that I work with people is I do astrology readings. We bring in these 5D planets. That's the first session. And the second session, we do a guided imagery where we journey out to the planets that are most prominent in the person's chart. And people have a direct interactive connection with those planets where they dialogue, where there's a dialogue. And then in the third session, we bring it all together and see what are the next steps. So that's that's how I work with people now. And I have a blog, which I which I talk, I write weekly, at least at this point I'm writing weekly. And um I talk about the the lunar phase for the week, how that connects to one of these five pillars of access to 5D, and then a how-to part. So that the blog, of course, is an, an email list and that's free. And I welcome questions and I, I'm just excited to share this. I could tell my friends and just for people listening, as always, I'll put all of Oriel's details in the, in the show notes of this, of this episode. So just go to the details of whatever app you're listening to, and you'll see all the links to Oriel's beautiful resources. A question that came up that I do want to ask super quick before we get to our final question here around the, um, the 5d planets. 
I love how you do a communication and a visualization to connect to the planet itself, right? Because we often forget that a planet is a soul much like us, right? So we can connect to the the soul. But the question I want to ask you is, are there, are there beings on these 5D planets that we can also connect to in your experience? I am not aware of that. I see, I see the planet as the being, yeah, but yeah. certainly Other there could be the planet, helpers. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, I, I think your question raises an interesting thought. I think, you know, as we journey out to those planets, you're probably bringing companions that have been working with you that maybe weren't in your consciousness and being on that planet opens that up but the planets are are beings and they're, they're loving beings and you know through that second session people get the experience of being loved and being loved yeah and i would assume my friend that part of that connection then when they come back to it they realize oh i'm standing on one big being right now that i can connect to at any point in time and i i if i can open my heart to this 5d planet that's out there in the cosmos what is it going to look like for me to open my heart to this being that we're standing on right now right harrison that is so incredibly beautiful absolutely because the earth is a living planet she loves us so much yeah so much and it's you know we could do a whole episode on this in itself but it's that 5d shift you know i i say that i just said this this morning to a group coaching container that i host we have to ask the question again why are we doing the healing why are we doing the transformation why are we doing the speaking why are we doing this the shifting it's we have to ask the question why is our soul as the being that we are on this being now at this point in time right and i think when we ask that question we start to see oh i'm not just here to help my own soul expand and 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 release its consciousness but i'm also here to help this being's consciousness on her journey right and there's that beautiful link that we have together yes and and harrison you're coming from the frequency of all like you're you you you're you're connected into all it's so beautiful to witness and experience yeah yeah it's lovely thank you thank you for saying that my (laughs) My final question oriel before i let you go this is the cosmic love antenna and when you say connected to all that all in my lexicon is that love word right when we when i say that we are a cosmic love antenna what that means is when the extent in which we connect into our deep space of eternal unconditional love is the extent in which we start to radiate that out into the cosmos so i'm wondering my friend in your perspective how do you define that love word presence one word i don't think anyone's ever given me one word before <laughs> I love it though. I love it. It's that's all that's needed, my friend. I love you. Thank you for spending time with me yes. today, Oriel. I hope you have a beautiful Absolutely. rest of your evening. Beautiful souls out there in the listening lounge. Thank you for giving us your time, your attention. We hope we have raised that dimensional shift for you, brought you back into that heart space. Until next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna, we wish you light. We wish you a beautiful, expanded evening, and we'll catch you next time here on the show. Bye, everyone.
All right, beautiful souls, before I leave you today, I'm excited to share an announcement and a powerful transformation with you. Starting on January 1st, 2023, I'll be launching a one-year coaching program one-on-one with me. So if you're looking to move through inner child wounds, ancestral healing, spiritual gifts, overcoming religious trauma, or anything else you hear me speaking about on this podcast, then this program is for you. This is your opportunity to spend a year in my frequency to help you expand one-on-one straight into your nuanced, specialized, and individual needs. This is for you if you're ready, if you feel committed, if that heart is pulling you to the change that you deserve. If you feel like this is you, please message me the word, the comments, the statement, one year love on my email or on my social channels and we'll book your free call to feel in and tune in together to see if we're a good fit for this beautiful transformation. Please be aware I'm only bringing on a certain amount of people for this. So if this is you, please take this advantage before I fill up all my spots. I'm excited if this is the pool that you need and I'm excited to get in touch and honored to take this journey with you. Sending love, sending light, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.